the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. This morning we're going to begin reading with verse number 23. The Bible says, Paul writing, I received from the Lord that which I also deliver to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Notice the phrase, in remembrance of me. Verse 25, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying... This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Again, remember, or notice the phrase, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. This morning I'm using for my subject a time to Remember, Father, I thank you today for this incredible opportunity that we have this morning to be in the house of God. Thank you for the freedom that we have today to come and enjoy your presence and enjoy one another. God, I pray today as we pause for just a few moments to remember some things. God, I pray that not only will we take just this next 45 minutes or so today to remember, but God, may we always keep it in our in our memory bank, may we call to remember so often all that we need to remember. God, your anointing to rest upon the message. The messenger, open our ears to hear today. Help us to respond today. Do your work, Holy Spirit, we ask in Jesus' name. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, all of us know that this is Memorial Weekend. The definition of the word memorial is... Anything designed to preserve the memory of a person, an event, or anything that you do not want to forget. Truth of the matter is we all tend to forget what we need to remember. And we tend to remember what we would be better off to forget. This morning I have chosen three things that we need to remember. Now I understand these are not, these are not all, the, all of the things. It's not the only things that we need to remember today, but it's all that we have time for today. And somebody said, praise the Lord for that. <laughs> first thing I want to talk about this morning, first thing that we need to remember is we do need to remember the soldiers. Amen. The soldiers are what Memorial Day that's what it's all about. Remembering and honoring the soldiers, and especially the soldiers that died in battle. Now, there are three things that I think we need to remember about the soldiers this morning. The first thing we need to remember is we need to remember their purpose. Remember their purpose, and, and their purpose was to preserve our freedom. We are so blessed in this country. We have so many freedoms that we take for granted every single 
morning. We, 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 we tend to, to whine and complain and, 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 and bellyache about so many things when we don't understand how awesome and incredible and how blessed that we are with the freedoms that we have today. This morning you have the choice. You could get up or you could stay in bed. You could go to church or not go to church. You could go to any church that you wanted to go to this morning. You have the, cho- the choice to get up and leave halfway through the service, and some of you choose that every once in a while. We don't understand that, that, that the choices and the freedom that we have today as citizens of the United States of America are not the rights and the privileges and the opportunities that everybody has. There's a whole world full of people that do not have the, the rights and the freedoms and the privileges that you and I have today. So my hat is off this morning to the soldiers who have fought to preserve our precious freedom. Now, I want to say this this morning. America is certainly not what it ought to be. And I'll go a step further and say that America isn't even what it used to be. But I want to go on record as saying it is still the greatest country in the world. And if people don't agree with that, they've got the freedom to leave it. I plan to. But thanks for permission. I'm having fun with you this morning. Not only should we remember the soldier's purpose, but also we need to remember their price. Because the soldiers put their very lives on the line to protect us and to protect our way of life. And many have died. And others who did not die, yet they came home wounded. Some physically, some emotionally. What a price has been paid to preserve the American dream. Not only should we remember the soldier's purpose and their price, but we should also remember their provision. You see, the freedoms that we enjoy today, we owe to the soldiers of the past and the soldiers of the present who fought to defend them. Truth of the matter is, our freedoms would already be gone if not for the brave soldiers who have been willing to go, willing to fight for what we enjoy today. So at this point in time in the service, I, I would like for every Man and every woman that is in this room today, if you are in active service in any any of our armed services, if you are in active service right now, or if you are a veteran today, I want you to stand this morning because we want to recognize you today and we want to honor you today. If that's you, please stand to your feet. We honor you and we thank you and God bless you. This is Memorial Weekend. It's a time set aside to remember all of our fallen soldiers. 
But I want to tell you this morning that there is another soldier that I want to remember and I want to honor today as well. Someone who also fought for our freedom. Somebody who also gave up his life so that you and I could be free. Who is he? The Savior. I want us to remember the Savior. You see, just as the soldiers have fought for our freedom, so has the Savior. The Bible tells us that, that God created man perfect and that God placed him in a luscious garden and God provided for man everything he could ever need and everything he could ever want or desire. The Bible says that God loved his creation. When God made the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the rivers, and the lake, and all of these things that God created, the Bible says that God said this is good. But when God made man, the Bible says that God looked at man and God said this is very good. God loved his creation called man. God fellowshiped with man on a daily basis. Until one day. One day, man sinned. And sin separated man from God. Sin stole man's relationship with God. Sin robbed man of his freedom and placed him in bondage. But just as the soldiers have gone to battle for us, so did the Savior. The Savior, Jesus Christ, went to war with Satan in order to free us from the bondage and from the consequences of sin. The Bible says in Romans 3 and 23 that all have sinned and all have fallen short of God's glorious standard. The Bible tells us in Romans 6 and 23 the wages or the penalty for sin is eternal death. But the But the free gift of God is eternal life and it's through Jesus Christ our Lord. So as we remember the Savior this morning, I I want to remind you of three things. Three things about the Savior. First thing I want us to remember this morning, I want us to remember His deity. We need to remember His deity. Now, Now deity means divine or deity means God qualities or God nature. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 through 11, Paul writes and he says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God. Notice the phrase, though he was God. Talking about Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We 
need to remember his deity today. He, Jesus was and is as much God as God the Father is. Amen. He had no beginning and he will have no end. Jesus, the Son of God, became Jesus, the Son of Man. He was not half God and half man. He was fully God and fully man. Although Jesus was still fully God when he was born of Mary and when he walked upon this earth, yet he did not use his godly rights. He did not use his God privileges. He did not use his God powers. Well then, how did he do all of his miracles? Let me tell you that he walked in every way as man. As much as you are man, he was man. And he walked in every way as man, but man empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't open the eyes of the blind. Jesus didn't make the cripple walk. Jesus didn't raise the dead through his God powers as Jesus the Son of God. He did it as Jesus the Son of Man, but empowered by the Holy Spirit. We need to understand His deity. Not only do I want to remind you of His deity, I also want to remind you of His death. You see, since the penalty for sin is death, Jesus died on the cross for us taking the punishment for our sins and becoming our substitute. Romans 5 and 8 says that God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us. We need to understand this morning that that Jesus didn't just die for us, but he died one of the most painful and horrendous deaths known to man. Death by crucifixion. Now, crucifixion was a death designed by man to inflict the maximum amount of pain possible on a human body. The engineers of that day engineered this death by crucifixion. The way the body was strategically positioned. They didn't just throw the body on the cross. No, the body was strategically positioned on the cross. Crucifixion was an art. Not just anybody could be a part of crucifixion. It it was a learned procedure. It was an art. The body strategically placed on the cross. And then the precise and exact placement of the spikes driven through his hands and his feet. All strategically placed to bring forth the maximum amount of pain. And all of this after, after he had already been whipped unmercifully with a cat of nine tails, 39 lashes on the bare back. At the end of this leather strap was jagged pieces of bone and, and other hard objects. 
And as they would, as they would whip him upon his back, the first few lashes red then welts on his back. But as the lashes continued to pound on his back, they eventually dug into the skin and literal chunks of flesh would be ripped away from his body. Earlier they had, they had taken a, they made a crown of thorns and they had placed the crown of thorns upon his head and they took a staff or a rod or a stick And they beat him on the head and beat him on the crown of thorns until the thorns would crush down into his skull. The Bible says that they spit in his face. They cursed him. They mocked him. They made fun of him. They ridiculed him. They made him an open spectacle. They humiliated him. They they blindfolded him and, and, and they would take turns slapping him on the face and then they would yell and they would say, you're supposed to be a prophet. Prophesy and tell, who is it among us that slapped you? We need to take a few moments today and remember. This is Memorial Amen. Sunday. We, we should remember the fallen Soldiers, but in our remembering, let us not fail to remember the bravest soldier of them all, which is our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, who went to battle for us on Golgotha's hill, taking on Satan and all of his army of demons, fighting for the freedom of God's greatest creation, man. Fighting to set man free from the clutches and the control of the devil. Fighting to restore what man had thrown away through sin. He and he alone was worthy enough and powerful enough to fight this battle. It would be the war of all wars. And Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, stepped forward and volunteered to fight in the battle. John chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, Jesus said, I sacrifice my life. Jesus said, nobody can take it from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. Jesus said, I have the authority to lay it down and I have the authority to take it back again because I've received this of my Father. Isaiah tells us about our Lord and Savior in Isaiah 53, verse 3. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, Smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every single one of us to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. As we remember the Savior today, let's not just remember his death, let's not just, not just remember his deity, not just remember his death, but also may we remember his demolition. His demolition at the cross. Jesus totally destroyed the plan of the enemy. Satan had deceived man in the garden. And because of man's deception, Satan had all of mankind on the road that led straight to hell. There was absolutely nothing that man could do about it. There was nothing that man could do to undo what he did in the Garden of Eden when Adam sinned and opened the floodgates of sin to invade man. But on the cross, oh, thank God this morning for the cross. May we remember the cross. On the cross, God did for man what man could never ever do for himself. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 through 18 says, Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil. You had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the Son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. And 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God came, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Oh, listen to me this morning, people. Satan is a defeated foe. I said the devil is a defeated foe. Jesus totally demolished Satan and demolished his plan when he died on the cross. And the only power that the devil has is the power that you allow him to have in your life. He is full of tricks. He is full of sleight of hand. Oh, oh, he has a multitude of deceptions, but but his power over you as a a born-again, blood-bought child of God, his power over you as God's child was stripped away from him on the cross. So don't listen to his lies and don't allow him to bully you and don't fall for his deceptions. You have authority over him and the authority that you have over him is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior that fought and won the battle for you and took your sin and paid the penalty and the price for your sin on the cross. I'm not going to take the time to read it, but read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18 when you go home this morning. I know you will. The title of my message today is A Time to Remember. We're all so busy these days. 
it's just a, it's just a whirlwind, our life, isn't it? For you, every day's Monday, right? Every day seems like, for me, every day's Sunday. I mean, it just seems like I get through with one, and it's, oh, there it is again. It's a whirlwind. We're so busy. And so because we're so busy, we seldom take time to pause. We seldom take time to take a breath. Seldom do we slow down just enough to have the time it takes to remember some things that we should never, ever forget. Some things that we ought to be eternally grateful for that we just take for granted. And I'm not meaning to chastise you. I'm in the boat with you this morning, okay? I'm not meaning to chastise you. I'm just saying let's take a moment, take a breath. Let's pause. Let's remember some things. Three things that we're remembering today on this Memorial Weekend. We need to remember the soldiers. Yes, we do. We also need to remember the Savior. But the third thing I think we need to remember is, I think we need to remember the significant I'll explain that in a moment. There, there is a word that's far overused in America today. It, it's, it's a word that we Americans hear all of our life. We, we hear it from our parents. We hear it from our teachers. We hear it from our peers. We hear it from society. And the word is success. And people live their entire lives in hot pursuit of this one word called success. But nobody really knows what it means. It has many definitions. Is it a bigger house and a nicer car? Is it another rung on the corporate ladder? Is it more money in the bank? Is it to be able to run faster? Jump higher? Score more points? Win more games? Is that success? A lot of people live their lives like it is. Is it to become the CEO? The head dog? The big cheese? Get the corner office with the bathroom in it, walk-in closet, exit door. Is it to be more popular? Is it to marry the prom queen? I'd like to introduce another word to you today. And I'd like to challenge you to pursue something that is far more important and far more rewarding and far more satisfying and will not only last you all of your life, but you can take it with you into eternity. And the word is significant. Now, the word significant means important. It means of highest priority. On this memorial weekend, as we take a moment to remember, I want us to also remember and remind ourselves of what is of utmost importance in life. The things that are truly significant. 
And I've got a clue for you this morning. It's not houses and cars and big boy toys. It's not exotic vacations. It's not powerful positions. It's not public prestige. Nothing wrong in and of themselves with any of these things. And yet all of these things will one day fade away. So let me suggest very quickly this morning, I'm going to try and do this in the next five minutes, but let me suggest to you the top three things that are the most, the most significant in life. Number one this morning is our salvation. Amen. Our salvation. Nothing in all of the world is more important than our salvation. If you believe the Bible, and I do, there are only two places assigned where men will spend all of eternity, heaven and hell. That's it. The Bible says that heaven is a place of perfection. It's a place of perfect peace. It's a place of perfect rest. It's a place of perfect beauty. It's a place of perfect happiness and joy. Hell is a place of total torture, a place of unequaled torment. I can't even imagine in my wildest imagination how bad hell will be. To be physically tortured with fire. To be on fire. And to burn. And yet never burn up. I don't like to think about it. I don't like to talk about it. I don't like to preach about it. But it's still in my Bible. Yes. Amen. To be physically tortured. But what might even be worse than the physical torture will be the emotional torture to know that when you have been there 10 billion zillion years, you are no closer now than the day that you first got there of getting out. And maybe the greatest torture of all will be the spiritual torture when you will be eternally separated from God. You see, those sinners are separated from God in a sense today, yet there's still the godly influence all around them. But can you imagine a place where absolutely not even one ounce of the influence of God is there, only the evil, the wicked, the nasty, the vile, the ugly? On this memorial weekend, as we take time to remember, may we remember and hold dear our salvation. Hebrews 2 and 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? But not only is our salvation significant, but let me suggest also our reputation. And by the way, what is your reputation? What are you known for? Let me ask you this this morning. Are, Are you an asset to the kingdom of God or are you a liability? Do you make it easier through your manner of life? You make it easier for people to desire and want and come to your Jesus? Or do you make it harder for them to get to Jesus because they are stumbling over you? And they can't get to Jesus because they're stumbling over you and your inconsistent life. You say one thing and live another. You say you love Jesus but your mouth or your actions, or your attitude. Let me tell you that I literally work hours on every sermon to make it the best I can make it. If it ain't very good, let me tell you, it'd be horrible if I didn't work so hard at it. 
I literally work hours getting ready to, to share the word of God. But let me tell you that at the end of the day, I want to be known not as a great preacher. And today it's not preacher. That's, you don't want to be a preacher. You want to be a communicator. That's the buzzword today. You've got to be a communicator. I understand. But God didn't call me to communicate. He called me to preach. Throw me in the grave. Get rid of me. Our generation will be gone. You can, oh, forgive me. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, I don't want to be known as a great preacher, but I want to be known as a man of integrity. I want to be known as a man who practices what he preaches. I want to be known as a man with a heart for God and a heart for people. Now, if a few people think I'm a great preacher, and I know a few do, my mom and dad's still alive. I'm still my wife's favorite preacher. I used to be my son and daughter's favorite preacher, and then they started preaching. <laughs> Figure that one out. Hey, if a few people think I'm a, I'm a great preacher, well, well, that's just a bonus. Uh, but that's not why I want to live my life. 1 Timothy 4 and 12, be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. Ecclesiastes 7 and 1, a good reputation is more valuable than costly perfume. But not only is our salvation significant and our reputation significant, but also our associations. You see, when it gets down to where the rubber meets the road, relationship, relationships are what are truly significant in life. Our relationship with God, our relationship with our family, our relationship with our friends. Because you see, the only thing that you get to take with you when you leave this earth is people. You don't get to take houses and cars and lands. You don't get to take money. You don't get to take anything out of this world besides people. So in light of this, be good to your people. In light of this, be quick to forgive your people. In light of this, oh, give quality and quantity time to your people. Have patience with your people. Be a blessing to your people. Galatians 6 and 10 says, whatever, uh, whenever you have the opportunity, do good to everybody, but especially to them that are in the family of faith. Yeah. If we get the musicians and singers back in place this morning very quickly and very quietly today. Also, if we could get the ushers in place this morning at this time. Today on this memorial weekend, we are taking time to remember and at this point in the service we're going to take time to remember our Lord by, res- by preparing ourselves for communion as the ushers get in place and get ready to pass out the emblems just go ahead and get in ready get ready but But don't move until I ask you to, please, once you're in place. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed today, please. Otherwise, you'll be distracted, and I don't want anyone distracted today. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed today.
I just believe today that there's somebody here today and you are not ready to meet your God. If you were to die in the next five minutes, you're not 100% sure if you're saved or not. You're not 100% sure where you would spend eternity. Well, well, if you're not 100% sure, then that tells me that you are unsure. And oh, oh, do not be unsure about the most important thing in your life. And that is your salvation. Where you will spend eternity, whether heaven or whether hell. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed this morning. If you're here today and you are not 100% sure of your salvation. You're not 100% sure if you were to die in the next five minutes. You're not 100% sure that you'd go to heaven. But you want 100% assurance today. If I have described you today, I want you to lift your hand up real high and just let me recognize that someone has lifted their hand. I'm not going to call your name or identify you today, but just keep it up until I recognize that you have lifted your hand all over this room. All over this room. There's nothing more important in all of life and what we do in this moment and that is to examine our heart and our life and make sure we're 100% sure thank you sweetheart I did not see your hand you can put it down is there anyone else that will join this young lady this morning and raise your hands I'm not 100% sure I want to be sure today this is my day to be sure this is my day the Bible said how will you Escape if you neglect so great salvation. Don't neglect this moment. This is your moment. This is your time. Anyone else this morning? Sweetheart, would you join me this morning right over here? Would you do that, hon? Would you come here? Would you mind? Steve or Priscilla, one of you, whichever one. I don't know who's got the baby, who's whatever, but thank you, Priscilla. You come and make sure she knows what's happening today. And talk to her, pray with her. Make sure she leaves with assurance today. We're going to partake of the Lord's Supper here in a moment. The ushers are going at this time to pass out the emblems, the bread and the juice. The Bible says, let a man examine himself and then let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So we'll have a few moments to examine our life, to get ready to receive this. None of us are worthy on our own, but through the blood of Jesus we are worthy. But I, I always ask the Lord to make me worthy through His blood. So prepare your heart. It's open communion. You don't have to be an official member of this church. It could be your first time ever here. But if you understand what this what we are doing this morning, if you are a part of the family of God, if you're saved this morning and you would like to... Uh, share in the Lord's Supper with us, you are more than welcome to do so. If you have children here this morning, I always leave it up to mom and dad to make the decision for the child. They just need to understand and know what is happening and taking place. It's not anything to be done lightly. It's not a refreshment. It's not a treat for a child. They need to understand what's happening. It's a serious thing. 
So we're going to pause for just a moment this morning and let you spend a moment one-on-one with the Lord, getting yourself ready and prepared to partake of the Lord's Supper today.
Everyone standing with me this morning, please. Back to our text this morning. I know we read it earlier, but I just have to read it again. Paul writes, he said, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. Now the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do is often. This do, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And he said, as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim, you remember the Lord's death. Till he comes. Father, I want to thank you today for loving us so much that you sent your one and your only son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus Christ, I want to thank you that you were willing to come. You were willing to lay aside your rights and your privileges and your God powers. You were willing to clothe yourself in human flesh. And you were willing to walk in man's shoes and taste everything that man would taste, endure everything that man would endure, and to do it without sinning. And Holy Spirit, I thank you because you're the one that empowered Jesus to live a holy life and to do the miraculous works that he did. So I honor Father, Son, and Holy Spirit today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your broken body that brings healing to us all. Thank you for your shed blood that provides salvation for anyone who will believe For anyone that will receive what you did for them on the cross, they can be saved. And I honor you and remember you and thank you today by partaking of the bread and by partaking of the juice. And you may do so at this time. Can you lift your hands and lift your hearts and give gratitude and thanksgiving and blessing to the name of the Lord? Amen. Can you give him a thunderous round of applause today? Amen. Can you thank him this morning? Amen. If you'll pass your cups, your empty cups to the inside aisle, the ushers will pick them up this morning. Amen. Can we worship him this morning in song? Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder? Who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder? The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You would lay down your life That I would be set free 
Worthy is the King who conquers the grave, and worthy is the Lamb who was slain. And worthy is the King who conquers the this morning. We are officially dismissed. If you're a guest with us, don't forget to turn in your connection card at our Welcome Center. You can sign up for our Hustling for Haiti 5K out there. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend.